Stay with me. Remain here with me. Watch and pray. Please be seated. For centuries, years, weeks, days, hours, minutes, we have been waiting. We have been watching. We have been praying. The stories that we've heard this night remind us of how long we have been waiting, how long we've waited for God to show his faithfulness to us, and how long it has taken us again and again to hear the message that God is faithful, that God is with us as we wait and as we watch for Christ. Drawn together into a faith community, we are a people of many, many stories. Stories of waiting for God, watching for God, and stories of God showing up. Tonight, we gathered around the candlelight, opening our ears to the stories of the communities that have gathered before us, those who have cried out in anguish and pity, those who have cried out in protest to their call to leadership, those who have sought refuge and strength in the Lord. We share these stories like our favorite family recollections, always familiar with the big picture, but sometimes surprised at new insights and learnings that come from hearing them once again, the details we had forgotten the wisdom that comes from reflecting on the choices made in the past and the themes that are familiar to us even in our present-day lives. And we are reminded of God's call to us in each text that we are invited to stay, to watch, to pray. This week we have gathered for the services and experiences of Holy Week. We've participated in the stories of Jesus' arrival in the city of Jerusalem, of his welcome as a king, his evening with friends where he showed his love for them and his commitment to serve rather than be served by washing their feet. We, along with the disciples, were invited to pray with Jesus, to stay awake in the garden, awaiting the next chapter of the story, awaiting his betrayal. <clears throat> and finally, we walked with Jesus through the passion of the cross, joining him for his last hours, his last steps, his last breaths, as he faced a trial for the sins of all humanity, as he allowed himself to be put to death in a most humiliating way, a most violent and human way, and as his body was laid in a tomb. Uncertain what to do next, where to go, how to take the next steps, his disciples, his friends and followers watched and prayed the women who knew him, they knew the next steps. They knew the next part of the walk that was necessary. The body of their teacher, their Lord and Master, needed to be tended to, cared for. They did not know 
how the great stone that closed his tomb to the world would be moved aside so they were not so that they might have access to the place where they were going but they knew when they went there that they had work to do and in the meantime they would watch and they too would pray the season of Jesus life and ministry with them with their band of followers, of disciples and converts, those touched and transformed, collected by Jesus, that season had come to an end. They had been forced to say goodbye to the one who led them, the one who loved them, the one who told them of and lived by the truth that God's eternal love for humanity was real. And true what then did God have in store for these followers now where would they go were they to scatter now that they'd been betrayed by the truth they believed in enough to follow him to Jerusalem were they to stay here where they had followed him to his death as these women walked and talked on their way to the tomb I am sure they wondered about these things. I'm sure they wondered what could be in store for them next after all that they had been through already. Imagine that mindset, those questions as we think of them arriving at the tomb which they expected to find closed, a stone rolled away, and an angel waiting for them, waiting to tell them what was next, watching to see who would come to tend to Jesus' body? Was this a trick? Was this a cruel joke? Was this the cause of the fluttering heartbeat and the butterflies in their stomachs as they were told something unbelievable, and yet how could they not believe? After all, Crazy as it might sound, this was Jesus they were talking about here. This was the one who had called them into companionship, who had spoken to and touched women with no qualms, no concern for defilement or separation. This was Jesus who spoke of love undefeatable by death. And here was his tomb, the place where his body dead had been laid where his body was no more the women were told to go and so they did they went with fear and amazement in their hearts was this what they had been waiting for when they returned to Galilee and watched for Christ would they see him again alive would the world they had lived in up until the last few days be returned and made new? Would Jesus walk and talk and teach and lead them once again? So many questions, so much new uncertainty. So they went out and fled from the tomb for terror and amazement had seized them and they said nothing to anyone for they were afraid is how one of the gospels puts it. 
Today we hear their story, their experience through the lens of centuries of theological teaching, writing, wondering about what it could all mean and what it could mean for us. And the truth is, even with the mystery of what took place in those next few days and weeks and months and years, the appearances of Jesus, the conversion of Saul, the development of Christian community that would maintain the practices of the great sacraments that Jesus gave us, baptism by water and the Holy Spirit, and the breaking and sharing of bread and wine in remembrance of him. We still wait. We are still watching. And we are still praying that God will be faithful to us. That God will show up once again. And that we won't miss it. Tonight we celebrate the call to watch, to wait in vigil, in preparation for the coming feast of Easter. We remember that God showed up and that our world was made new once again. We are called to live in the hope of that showing up, the hope of resurrection, knowing that each day we take a step toward the tomb, the tomb we expect to find as we left it. We have tasks to do, we have people to care for, we have families to raise and share our hope and our faith with. We have neighbors in need whom we are called to serve, knowing that in serving them, we are serving Christ. Each day, we are called to that tomb, knowing that one day we too will find it empty. And the world we live in, the world we know, will be changed, transformed, made new again. Tonight, I invite us to the tomb, to the table, to the supper of the Lord, to the body of Christ that awaits us as we await the coming of the Lord together. Stay with me. Remain here with me. Watch and pray. The Chapel of the Cross is an Episcopal church in the heart of Chapel Hill and the university community. Find out more at thechapelofthecross.org. There you can find our latest news and events, connect with our pastoral care team, Faith in Action Ministries, and offer a prayer request. You can also find us on social media, on Instagram at the Chapel of the Cross, and on Facebook and Twitter at C-O-T-C, Chapel Hill. May you be nourished by the word to serve in the world.